from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Graham VK4BB, Victor Kilo 4 Baker Baker, with the national news for the week commencing November 3, 2019. Next Generation Triple Zero is coming. Australia's long-awaited Next Generation Triple Zero service will be introduced in stages beginning next year. Australia's Triple Zero is a well-known, long-established and very reliable emergency contact capability which has served the country well for many years. However, in this modern era, it is somewhat handicapped in that it is a voice-only service provided by telephone. This is preventing both the public and emergency service organisations from utilising and leveraging the latest technologies and applications that now exist since the introduction of smart devices. Australia's next generation triple zero strategy, to be known as NG triple zero, has been developed to enable the service to accept data and information from modern devices and applications, enabling callers to provide information such as location, data and imagery, access triple zero via other means such as messaging services and social media. No, NG triple zero isn't here yet, but it's not too far away. A look at WIA front page news, and if you'd like to find more behind some of our WIA news broadcast stories over the past few weeks, along with an item by Australians for Australians, whereby the Department of Communications have had a rethink about the proposed radio communications reforms. Rather than completely rewriting the legislation, modernising Australia's spectrum management framework will now be pursued through staged approach to amending the Radio Communications Act 1992. The first stage of amendments to the Act will deal with a number of priority issues to deliver tangible benefits to industry and consumers. The changes will be designed to remove unnecessary constraints in spectrum allocation and reallocation processes. Spectrum licence terms will be extended to a maximum of 20 years with clearer licence renewal processes. The arrangements for apparatus licences are also being aligned with Spectrum licences to the extent possible. There will also be changes to improve technical regulation, streamline device supply schemes and introduce graduated enforcement mechanism for breaches of the Act. To minimise disruption to Spectrum users, existing licence types and planning arrangements will be retained at this time. The DOCA are working towards the introduction of a draft amendment bill into the Australian Parliament in early 2020. A second stage of amendments to further improve efficiency and flexibility will be considered following passage of the first package and in consultation with stakeholders. Next on WIA National News, our Secretary Peter VK8ZZ and Aidan VK4APM, Director of the WIA. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Burdekin, Charters Towers, Townsville and Hinchinbrook regions, it can be heard on the VK4 RAT Townsville VHF repeater 146.7 MHz at 9am local time every Sunday morning. On behalf of the Townsville Amateur Radio Club retransmit team, I'm Gavin VK4ZZ. 
Following the decision by the ACMA to release digital modes for Foundation holders, the WIA, AR Victoria, Alara, AR New South Wales and RASA sought to collaborate on a poll of Australian operators with a view to establishing a new call sign structure for Foundation operators that is compatible with all digital protocols. On Saturday the 26th of October, RASA made the unilateral decision to set aside negotiations on the form and distribution of this poll and sought to release this poll publicly via social media and other channels including QRZ. This poll, as released, was not endorsed or approved by the WIA. It is the WIA's view, as a representative body for all amateurs, a poll on this critical issue, such as call sign structure, must withstand scrutiny provide sufficient educational material to allow operators to make informed decisions and must be directed towards Australian operators impacted by the changes rather than a global audience. The process of releasing the survey in an uncontrolled manner on social media completely invalidates the results of the survey. The board of the WIA is extremely disappointed in the behaviour of RASA in seeking to undermine this collaborative process that was for the benefit of all operators. It is the view of the WIA that RASA's actions in passing off this survey as something approved by the WIA misrepresents the views of the WIA and those members we represent. As a result, RASA has been issued with a cease and desist notice with regards to the current and future use of the WIA's name and marks. We would like to remind all operators that our hobby is under sustained attack on a global basis from parties wishing to dilute our spectrum rights regulators and other commercial users. To resolve these existential issues, we must work together for the common cause of ensuring that our service remains accessible for generations to come. With that, that's all from me, Aiden, BK4, APM. At a meeting of the board of the Wireless Institute of Australia this month, the board appointed John, BK4, JJW, as a director of the WIA. This appointment is from now up until May 2020, when John will retire. John will be well known to you all from the time he recently took up the role as broadcast operator when Graham VK4BB was on leave, and has been an occasional WIA news reporter over the last 15 years or so. John has been licensed since 1965 and a WIA member since 1975. He has been active on most bands up to 70 centimetres. While still a teenager, John had a shot at higher education in Melbourne RMIT. However, communications engineering didn't look to be anywhere as much fun as talking on commercial wireless. John spent a lot of time earning a living from broadcasting in the days when it was exciting, and even dabbled in TV for a while until they realised he had a better head for radio. In more recent times, John set up and ran an internet service provider business for 21 years. John still does some commercial voiceover from time to time, However, he is currently undergoing therapy and getting used to the idea that time is marching on and we all have a use-by date. This has been Peter, VK8ZZ. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline, and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason VK2LAW.
WRC19 opened. The World Radio Communication Conference 2019 opened in Egypt Monday the 28th of October. The meeting, which lasts four weeks, is attended by 3,000 delegates from most of the countries around the world and is discussing changes to the ITU radio regulations. The IARU and its member societies are there, representing the amateur and amateur satellite services with a team of 14 people from 10 countries. Of particular interest to the IARU are the positions on Agenda Item 1.1 to allocate spectrum in the 50 to 54 MHz region in Region 1 to the amateur service. 1.13 to consider new spectrum of international mobile telecommunications which potentially might impact amateur spectrum at around 47 GHz. 1.16 which could impact the 5 GHz amateur spectrum. 9.1.6 on wireless power transmission where harmonics of WPT systems can impact on MF and HF radio spectrum. And agenda item number 10, where it is possible that future agenda items at WRC 23 could impact the amateur service, including the 1240 to 1300 MHz band. This meeting is the culmination of four years' work by the IARU in ITU and regional telecommunications organisations to protect and enhance amateur service frequency allocations. The IARU team will provide updates as the conference progresses. The WRC has a wide-ranging agenda of which the amateur issues are a small part. In the Philippines, helping prep the next class of Philippine hams... Candidates hoping to sit for their amateur licence test in the Philippines are getting ready for a seminar that's required first. The Philippine Amateur Radio Association is getting ready to host another orientation seminar for prospective licensees on Saturday, November 9th. Attendance at the seminar is required and a certificate of attendance is mandatory for anyone wishing to sit for an examination. Orientation sessions are free and are held every second Saturday of the month. Those attending are required to bring two pieces of identification and be prepared to purchase the orientation handbook. In Europe, AM Amateur Radio Europe announced the AMQSO Party 2020. AM Amateur Radio Europe is a growing Facebook community of European radio amateurs to create a place to discuss the use of the amplitude modulation voice mode on HF and VHF. To promote the use of AM on homebrew or commercial equipment as a place to arrange skeds, organise nets and share circuits. Plus any other ideas on how to promote the use of the AM mode. They're about to hold their first on-air operating event, so get ready to net in. AM QSO Party 2020, Saturday the 25th of January 2020, 0600 UTC until Sunday the 26th of January 1200 UTC. AM on the 160, 80, 40, 20, 15, 12 and 10 metre amateur bands. This is not a 5-9 contest but an aim to encourage conversation however points can be gained and certificates awarded. Radio Luxembourg. Back in 1933 the station started broadcasting. Often mistakenly referred to as a pirate radio station, Radio Luxembourg offered an English-speaking commercial service for more than 60 years and helped shape the radio landscape for future commercial broadcasting in Britain. A blue plaque was unveiled 25th of October at 38 Hertford Street, London to celebrate this broadcasting history. To Brazil now, radio contact with FunCube. Launched in 2013, the FunCube, also known as AO73, is a CubeSat with the primary mission of teaching at Outreach. 
It recently fulfilled that mission again, this time in Brazil, at a science fair in Brazil. On the 16th of October, students were first tutored in the basics of amateur radio by Paulo, Papa Victor 8 Delta X-Ray, and Allison, Papa Romeo 7 Golf Alpha. As they prepared to build antennas and get ready for the contacts, they would be having later that day. At the request of Paulo, a special short text-like message was transmitted from the satellite. Back at the school, the students were then able to copy and have what was for most their first on-air reception and a taste of what it's like being a ham. In Argentina, the Argentine Institute of Radio Astronomy's 30-metre dish antenna is active on 1296 MHz EME until November the 3rd, running an effective isotropic radiated power, EIRP, of 10 megawatts on SSB, CW and JT65. The dish provides 50 dB gain. Operation will focus on 1296.1 MHz. November operation schedule November 1st and 2nd at 1800 to 2200 UTC and then November 3rd, 1950 to 2350 UTC. Finally this week in the USA, a new antenna that uses salt water and plastic instead of metal could make it easier to build VHF and UHF networks and IEEE Spectrum article asserts. Being able to focus the energy of a radio signal toward a given receiver means you can increase the range and efficiency of transmissions. According to the article, beam steering or beam forming on a large scale is one of the key underlining mechanisms behind the rollout of 5G networks. The configuration of the salt water antenna allows 360 degree beam steering and works for frequencies between 334 and 488 MHz. The attractive feature of using water monopoles is that both the water height and activating status can be dynamically tuned through microfluidic techniques, which has a higher degree of design flexibility than metal antennas. One limitation is that the permittivity of salt water, i.e. how it interacts with electrical fields, is sensitive to temperature variations. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. Here in Toowoomba, be sure to listen in on 146.750, the VK4RDD repeater, at 9am on Sunday mornings. I'm Dave, VK4DAK. Ham Radio Operational News, it's Contact Sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. The Board of Directors of the ASME Foundation has approved a supporting grant of $4,000 to Clublog and Clublog author Michael Wells, G7VJR. The grant will support capital improvements needed to take the system into the future with improved resiliency, enhanced performance and the hardware needed for continued innovation. Clublog caters to DXs and de-exhibition hosting. Yasmin's association with Clublog began with a grant in 2012, when the system hosted 67 million contacts with 7,300 users. Today, Clublog boasts some 70,000 active users and some 590 million contacts. The Yasmin Foundation is a not-for-profit corporation organised to support scientific and educational projects related to amateur radio including DXing and the introduction and promotion of amateur radio in developing countries. Members of the UK National Health Service Emergency Care Improvement Support Team, ECIST, 
We'll launch a special event operations from the Radio Society of Great Britain International Radio Centre at Bletchley Park. GB1 NHS and GB1 CFR will recognise the life-saving role of community first responders. The day corresponds with National Community First Responder Day in the USA. The event will be opened by the Crowborough Community First Responder Team, which received the Queen's Award for Voluntary Services earlier this year. Both stations will be on the air between 1000 hours and 1400 hours UTC. Frequencies and modes of operation will be posted on Twitter at GB1NHS on Monday or email Paul Devlin further information. Willie, DJ7RJ is working on the wireless again as FH-DJ7RJ from Ayod Island in the Indian Ocean until the 4th of November. He is all banding but as usual will concentrate on the low bands in particular, 160 metres. QSL to his home call, DJ7RJ. Not long to log this one. Celebrating its 50th anniversary, Sweden's National Society for the Active Visual Impaired is active as SF50CG throughout 2019. QSL via SM0BYD. New Caledonia, FK. QRV is FK8CJ from Namir. IOTA OC032 until the end of 2019 on 30, 20 and 17 metres. QSL to F6 EYB. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au Hi, this is Bruce, VK3 FFF from Sunny Bendigo. Worldwide Special Interest Group News, Final Frontier. AMSAT, Goal, Amateur Radio in every CubeSat. AMSAT wants to see amateur radio in every CubeSat and it's partnering with non-amateur radio partners to make that happen. In the Apogee View editorial for the September-October issue of the AMSAT Journal, Executive Vice President Paul Steitzer, N8HM, wrote, We continue to support a stream of LEO satellites. RADFXSAT-2 FOX-1E is ready for launch no earlier than December 1st on the Eleanor XX mission. The linear transponder and telemetry system carried aboard FOX-1E was designed for use in different CubeSats by merely adding an interface adapter for connection to the host bus. N8HM said CubeSat programs interested in launching an amateur radio payload may partner with AMSET to carry a FOX-1E module on their spacecraft. He pointed out, by providing amateur radio capability, the CubeSat program gets a worldwide ground station network to receive their telemetry and experiment data, while the amateur radio community gets a transponder to use in orbit. 
Aris proposal window is open until November 30, 2019. The amateur radio on the International Space Station Aris program is seeking formal and informal education institutions and organisations individually or working together to host an amateur radio contact with a crew member on board the ISS. Aris anticipates that the contact would be held between July 1st and December 31st, 2020. Crew scheduling and ISS orbits will determine the exact contact dates. To maximise these radio contact opportunities, ARIS is looking for organisations that will draw large numbers of participants and integrate the contact into a well-developed education plan. The deadline to submit a proposal is November 30, 2019. Special Interest Group's Lowdown New 630-metre distance record claimed Eric NO3M and Roger VK4YB are claiming a new world distance record on 630 metres. They worked each other on October 14th using JT9 mode. NO3M said the contact represented the culmination of two years of effort around every equinox since September 2017. He said... Hopes were wearing thin as we were moving away from the recent equinox on September 23rd. He said, even when the path may have been open over the past three weeks, either end would be plagued with QRN. He said that while the opening that facilitated the record-breaking contact was not comparably as strong as past openings, something special was obviously at play. The contact covered 14,979 kilometres, topping the previous record set by VK4YB and K5DNL by nearly 1,000 miles. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Military £26 million Institute of Technology for Bletchley Park Bletchley Park is well known as the home of the RSGB National Radio Centre and the site played a key role in code-breaking during the Second World War. Plans have been announced to transform the Block D buildings into spaces for seminars, events, student support and a cafe. Block D was built in 1942-43 and was used by code-breakers to crack Nazi Enigma codes. In its prime, Block D held a thousand people working around the clock to crack the thousands of encrypted messages being sent by the German forces and internal agencies in a bid to win the war. A pneumatic tube system and conveyor belt sped up communication while the building itself was built for secrecy, both inside and out. Even today, although the building Hut D can be seen, it does not appear on the official handout map given to visitors. Its layout, with spurs off a single corridor, was designed to keep different departments separate, so that staff knew only what they needed to. Many of its staff thought it was a tunnel system. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers Joining us now is Clive, VK6CSW, from the RAOTC. 
Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6, Charlie Sierra Whiskey, reminding you that the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's November Bulletin goes to air tomorrow. This month we have for you all the latest club news plus two articles, namely part two of the story of Captain H.J. Round, pioneer of the thermionic valve and light-emitting diode, amongst his many other achievements. And secondly, No Easy Fix for Alzheimer's by Ian VK3JS. Full details of morning and evening broadcast times and frequencies are published on the club website www.raotc.org.au where you'll also find information about the RAOTC and membership. Everyone is most welcome to tune in and to join in the callbacks afterwards. In addition to our normal relays, there is an experimental transmission from VK3ADM tomorrow afternoon at 1600 hours Melbourne time, 0500 UTC, on 7.146 MHz. Signal reports will be much appreciated to determine the viability of this transmission on a permanent basis. So once again... 7.146 MHz at 05 UTC or 4 p.m. Melbourne Daylight Saving Time. If none of the broadcast times suit you, you can download the audio file from our website at any time as from today. If you do listen via the internet, would you please email your feedback to us? and we look forward to hearing your call sign in the callbacks afterwards. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Once again, check the website www.raotc.org.au for your local transmission schedule. Tune in tomorrow or download the file for the November Bulletin. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Rescue Radio USA. Mars members to work with radio amateurs during SET and DOD COMEX 19-4. During October, and corresponding with the ARRL Simulated Emergency Test, SET, Military Auxiliary Radio System Mars members will be reaching out to the amateur radio community to continue building working relationships and improving interoperability. As a part of this effort, Mars will be promoting the use of a serial phase shift keying protocol, military standard 188 to 110, that's M110, on the 60 metre interoperability channels. Radio amateurs are authorised to use this digital code on the five 60-metre interop channels in the USA, though M110 exceeds the allowable symbol rate that radio amateurs may use on all other HF bands. Starting on November 2nd and continuing until November 17th, the Mars community will be executing Department of Defence Dodd Communications Exercise COMEX 19-4. Mars members will use the exercise to continue training and refining their operator skills to provide situational awareness information such as county status reports and weather observations. To announce the kick-off of the exercise, WWV and WWVH will broadcast voice announcements starting on or about October 31st.
WWV will transmit the announcements at 10 minutes past the hour, while WWVH will transmit them at 10 minutes before the hour. The communications exercise will culminate on the evening of November 16th with military stations sending M110 messages to the amateur community on 60 metre channel 1, which is 5330.5 kilohertz USB. I'm Bruce, VK3 Triple F. Across Australia, from VK1 WIA. You're tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Brisbane, it can be heard on 7130 kHz lower sideband every Sunday at 9am Eastern Standard Time. I'm Gary, VK4AR. On the social scene, today, November 3, in VK5, it's the AHARS Buy and Sell Marion RSL. In VK4, the Gold Coast Hamfest. Now, we're told it happens November 16, but this is unconfirmed by the Gold Coast. That uh, date was taken from Lismore News. Okay, also, VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest, happens November 17. In 2020, another one that, um, well, we guess it's pretty right because it comes from Ed, DD5LP, over in Germany, but it's about the Wyong Field Day. Sunday, 23rd of February, 2020. As Ed says, it's still the largest meeting of radio amateurs in the Southern Hemisphere. The Wyong Field Day 2020 at Wyong Racecourse, just one hour north of Sydney. Details at fieldday.org.au. Also, in VK4, thanks to VK4AN, we learn that the South East Queensland Amateur Radio Field Day will be happening Sunday, March 10 at 10 at the Landsborough Sports Complex, 15 Tunnel Ridge Road. And Alara meet also in 2020, October 2 to 5 in Bendigo. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, Victor Kilo for Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.